Hello, I'm Henry. And I'm Trey. And welcome to Marvelous, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Where we go through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe in order of release. And today we talk about our first television show with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 1 and 2. Not only are we going to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D., we're also going to talk about the one-shot item 47. This one-shot... This one-shot's not very impressive, to be honest. It's these two... This couple who have a gun from the Battle of New York, and they go on a series of bank robberies and heists, and we don't really know why. And then Agent Sitwell captures them but then hires them for S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's kind of (laughs) weird. So the first time I watched this one shot, I remember liking it because uh, I didn't know it had any tie-ins to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, cool. Oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, like this is like totally like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is at the beginning, blah, blah, blah. And now that I'm rewatching it, I'm realizing it's not very f- interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I ever actually watched it until now. I think it was the only one shot I missed, but it was kind of boring, to be honest. And it was very strange that Sitwell hired them. Also that that other S.H.I.E.L.D. agent just forgot Sitwell's name and called him Coulson. And that Sitwell didn't bring backup? It was just... A series of very strange decisions in the I mean, writing of this one shot. It it makes kind of sense because this dude was able to get a Chitari core working apparently when no one else could or something like that. Um, and it's very similar to what Coulson does with Sky when he's just like, yo, come on to our team, even though you're working with a hacker organization that's completely opposing everything we're about. That's true, but there's a difference between being a hacker organization member and like an anarchist who just wants the government to reveal their secrets and being a serial bank robber. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little different. (laughs) But this one shot does have an important part to play in the history of the show, Because uh, the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, did not decide to greenlight Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. until after he had seen this one shot. Apparently he was impressed with the premise and decided to give the show a chance from there. So that seems important. Especially because it began all of the Marvel TV shows. Indeed. So now that we've talked about the one shot, let's talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. itself. So, do you want to give us a little context for where we start the series, Henry? Oh yeah, so the Avengers has happened, and the Battle of New York has occurred, and everyone is now aware of superheroes. Kids fantasize about it. Some people are in fear about it, because aliens and monsters are all around the world now, suddenly. There had only been small inklings before, like Iron Man being present in the public mind. Iron Man 3 has also happened, but it's not really acknowledged all that much yet. But yeah, this is the world we're in now. 
So also, just to let everyone know, for television shows, we are not going to do IMDb synopses since we're going to be covering multiple episodes at a time. Instead, we're going to have What Happened According to Henry. All right! So welcome to our new segment, What Happened in S.H.I.E.L.D. According to Henry. In our first episode, titled Pilot, we have Sky, a crazy hacker, a member of the Rising Tide, who is trying to uncover the secrets of the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., who have now gone public, having almost covered up the entire Battle of New York, apparently something like that. I don't know, but she brought up a very good point that the S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't really warn anyone in New York about aliens being about to invade, even though they have like an hour of prior notice. And she is mad, and she wants the world to know. Meanwhile, Coulson, who was killed in the Avengers, has now mysteriously returned. And his mission is to gather a new group of heroes. Our protagonists, first we have Agent Ward, then we have Fitzsimmons, the two doctors who are basically inseparable, and Agent May, who, for some mysterious reason, no longer wants to be in the field, and is now working in the S.H.I.E.L.D. offices. Can Coulson bring this group of ragtag S.H.I.E.L.D. agents together to stop Skye, and to prevent her from causing mayhem with Mike, our new mysterious superhero, or will they fail? Find out this time right now on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Henry, for that interesting synopsis. Thank you. Thank you. No applause needed. I know how amazing that was. So, Henry, <laughs> what, what, what do you think of the first episode of S.H.I.E.L.D.? To be honest, I hardly remembered what S.H.I.E.L.D. was like in the beginning but going back, I really liked watching the pilot episode, and it did a very good job of introducing all the major characters, such as the ones I mentioned. So Coulson, he's introduced, well, he's reintroduced in a very nice and mysterious way, but also showing this charm and charisma that people liked in phase one. Um, and I mean mysterious in the sense of, oh my god, how is he still alive? Ward is shown as this really cool, like, loner specialist who is super impressive. We have May, who's introduced with some mysterious background. Sky, who is much more immature than I remembered at the beginning of the series. And Fitzsimmons, who are always lovable and hilarious in their nerdy ways. I thought it did a really good job of introducing all the characters and bringing them all together for a relatively interesting plot. It's kind of weird. Um, how they deal with Mike Peterson is strange, but it does a good job of hinting at the future of the show. How about you? Uh, I agree, and I actually think this is a very well-done pilot. I think this episode is fantastic. I think it does, like you said, an amazing job at introducing everyone. In, I mean, honestly, I think it does a better job than episode two of giving us a look at all the characters. And, I mean, it's very short time, so clearly there's a lot left to be discovered about them. But you get a look at all of them, you get an interesting plot and I think it begins or it does a great job of instilling mystery and questions for the viewer in starting all of the different plot threads that will be unraveled throughout the season. Like what is Centipede? What is this mysterious organization behind it? What is, <clears throat> um, what's happening with agent Colson and his death circumstances they bring in Maria Hill. They bring in quite a few tie-ins to the movies. Uh, and they do a really good job of, 
like connecting the universes without it feeling forced and weird. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think the plot overall is strong and like exciting to watch. I don't think the first episode is slow at all. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's well done. <laughs> yeah. And one other thing I wanted to mention is that the special effects, especially for a TV show, were really impressive for a pilot. I mean, of course, they want to wow the audience for a pilot, but it was impressive. I agree. I will give them that. It probably looks better than a few phase one moments. Yeah. The only thing that maybe, like, is questionable about it is that I think starting with Mike, like, it it was entertaining for the viewer and it was an exciting perspective to start with before shifting to the team. Uh but I do think it might be a little bit misleading for what the show's about, just because it's like opening on a superhero when the show is all about agents and not really about superheroes like the movies are. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't really thought about it that way. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because I remember thinking the same thing. Like when I started the show originally, I was like, wait, what? There's superheroes in this show? And I watched this with my sister just now, and she's like, wait, I thought this wasn't like the type of show with superheroes. And I'm like, it's not question mark <laughs> yeah i if i remember correctly i think in the beginning i'm like cool there's like eight there's gonna be agents with super strength and stuff sweet but yeah mike doesn't join shield yeah at the end of the episode or anything like that to be fair we do get quite a few episodes involving people like him it's just it's like not i don't know i guess it's a slight mislead at the start yeah, so that's definitely true. And it's also interesting how it begins with Sky's monologue in regards to S.H.I.E.L.D. and how they dealt with the Avengers aftermath. And it gives... Mike Peterson and this gives a good vibe for what the normal person is dealing with in this day and age. Mike Peterson shows that characters in the movies aren't the only people with superpowers in the world. And people like Sky are showing the fear that was instilled in humanity after the Battle of New York. Yeah, uh, and I, th I think it's really cool that we get to see Maria Hill be the one who introduces us to S.H.I.E.L.D. as an agency on the show. Yeah, I always love every scene with Maria Hill. She's great. Indeed. Yeah, though I really wish they got some of the movie characters to pop in because Black Widow and Hawkeye popping in every now and then would have been awesome. It would be really cool. I know Scarlett Johansson is against it, but I could see Hawkeye popping in. <laughs> Yeah, if I remember correctly, a few of the actors, including like Robert Downey Jr., said that they were willing to do S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff in the early days of S.H.I.E.L.D. But that would probably cost millions and millions of dollars, so that's not really worth it for Disney. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, to talk a little bit about the characters and the plot that's going on. So we, get, we meet Skye, and she has a monologue, and we see P Mike Peterson be super powerful and save a girl from a burning building. But then we meet Ward, the super spy, doing crazy stuff in France, showing off gadgets and showing off that he's a super competent fighter. And then we learn that he's a super cool, competent specialist, but he's not good with people. I think it's a really cool way to introduce us to him, how he's kind of like a male Black Widow who is horrible at dealing with people. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's even a comparison to Black Widow, like... Is every good agent just a comparison to Black Widow? <laughs> Basically, because she's their best agent. 
Sure, but then you can say the same thing about Agent May. She's like Black Widow, because she's a good fighter. Okay, fine, you're right. <laughs> but they do compare Ward to Black Widow. How they say his combat scores were the best since Black Widow, which is weird because I feel like May should have been. May is definitely a better fighter than Ward. Yeah, to be fair, maybe May entered S.H.I.E.L.D. before Black Widow? I don't know how old she is. Yeah, it's possible. So probably Black Widow beat May's record or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, (laughs) Speaking of May, though, I do think... I feel like her and Ward together are like these super cool agents, but at least in the first couple episodes, they don't really have any other characteristics. They're just like, we're both really good at fighting and that is our character. Well, they hint at May's dark backstory a lot in the first two episodes, how something bad happened to her and now she doesn't want to be in the field. But throughout these episodes, you really see her getting into combat and and although she's trying to avoid combat she's clearly amazing at it once she does engage the enemy yeah but just because she has a hidden background doesn't give her character like she has a background that we haven't seen yet we don't actually see any elements of her character aside from that she has very monotone expression does not engage and she's a good fighter yeah i suppose it's true but there's a huge focus on sky in this episode anyways and she gets her time later yeah, I mean, it takes a really long time to develop May. I remember the first time I watched the show, I don't think I cared about her for, like, at least half the season. Because um, I'm just like, she's just a good fighter, and we don't really know anything about her. Yeah, I, I don't remember what my first impression of May or really any of the characters was like, other than I loved Fitzsimmons. Yeah, same. Um, and we get, we get, like, Ward is pretty much the same, but we do get a little bit more of him just because he has more screen time and he interacts with Sky and stuff. Yeah. Oh, they also hint at Ward's um, dark backstory with his family. And he's also always itching to kill the enemy, which is like his problem that Coulson's trying to fix. Trying to fix him wanting to kill the enemy? Yeah, like how he tries to get him to capture, not kill. I guess so. I think another thing this episode does well is instilling the rising tide as an adversary of S.H.I.E.L.D. For sure. Though Sky is a horrible spy. She might be a good hacker, but when she runs up to Mike Peterson and just, like, fangirls around him, that is hilarious. It was hilarious. And awkward. I like how she just finds Peter- Mike Peterson and just runs up to him and just fangirls about him being the hooded hero and is totally not subtle at all. <laughs> yeah, though... Is she, I mean, should she be subtle? She's trying to go after him and tell him about S.H.I.E.L.D. So, since she thinks he's in danger. I mean, she's she's clearly trying to be. Like, she's like, she comes in and is like, okay, pretend we're talking. And he's like, we are talking. And <laughs> it's just really funny. And I also like how they, they, they make her out to be kind of awkward. Like, she's just this weird hacker that lives in her van. And I like it. I like it too. And Fitzsimmons is, it's kind of funny. Or, it's kind of cute and funny how Fitzsimmons are treated as one person even by the doctor who's clearing them which was a little strange because he's like Fitzsimmons is cleared I'm like shit wouldn't you treat them separately though if you're the doctor (laughs) yeah I love how in the first season of S.H.I.E.L.D. they are literally one character they are they are the scientist pair nothing they do is separate it's great they're so great together too yeah like we have Fitz super engineer and 
mechanical guy, and then we have Simmons, super biologist, and together they can solve any problem, including Extremis, I think? I was a little confused why Fitz seemed a little condescending when he said what she did, though. Like, when the, when she was like, he's Fitz, and he's like, she's Simmons, and he's like, I'm engineering, she's biochem. And like, he said it all weird like that. I was like, why are you, what? Why would you do that? Did he? I remember him being kind of condescending to Ward because he's like, oh, you can't keep up, God. <laughs> yeah. And now the team is assembled and they get on the bus, which is a giant super plane with lots of sciencey stuff. <laughs> Our team is assembled, including Lola, Coulson's supercar. And Shield kidnaps Sky. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say something about Lola really quick first. Is I like how similar to in the Avengers with Coulson's Captain America cards and Coulson's deep reverence of the Captain America shield in Iron Man 2... I really like that they continue his love for antiques and classics, including old S.H.I.E.L.D. gear, which comes up again and again and again in the show. I appreciate that, and I really like that side of his character. I don't really have anything to say about that, because I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad you enjoy it. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Yeah. But then we get like we get a really funny scene of Sky basically broadcasting a rising tide. <laughs> You'll never find me. You'll never stop me. They literally open her door and she's like, "Ah, yeah, <laughs> cool." <laughs> <laughs> Once she's captured, they hint at Sky not necessarily being her real name. So, ooh, more mystery and intrigue. Indeed, though they make it seem like her real name is not important. True. I also really like how they introduce her as an extremely capable hacker. Like, of course, that's how they introduce her as a hacker. But they show that she's so capable, she can hack in a shield like nothing. And she also knows about crazy evil things going on, like Project Centipede, before they even knew. Also, she found Mike, and they couldn't find Mike. Yeah, I think Sky's character is introduced really strongly in the first episode. Even though... Oh, I don't know. It kind of depends on the episode. Like, episode two, I feel like they weren't really sure what to do with her. But in this episode, (laughs) I like her. (laughs) She's so different than I remember, because now she's been in S.H.I.E.L.D. for four seasons, five seasons. And her being this goofy, innocent kid, basically, is an interesting side of her that I kind of forgot about. It's interesting to see her pre-S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. (laughs) We also get to see Fitz being cool with his little drones where he doesn't have to get his hands dirty. Yes, these drones keep popping up, like, a little bit excessively in the first two episodes. But I do like them. It's just showing how cool Fitz is, Henry. (laughs) Yes, yes, and his seven dwarves drones. Yeah. (laughs) I, I do like that they're based off of seven dwarves, too. But then we cut to... Coulson and Ward trying to get the truth out of Sky about uh, Mike Peterson, and she can't, or they can't get her to work with them. So Coulson makes it seem like he's gonna drug her with a truth drug, but then instead he drugs Ward. I'm not sure if it is a real truth serum, but at this point in the story, they make it seem like it is, um, and they have Ward like reacting all emotionally and cutesy and weird. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> like he's been poked with a truth serum, though. Yeah. that This is actually probably the weakest part of the episode to me, because I hate truth serum plots. 
They just are just true serum scenes. It's, they just always seem silly and weird. It just seems it it seems strange to poke war with the truth serum in order to try and get Sky to trust them. But apparently it works. Yep. Because suddenly she's willing to cooperate with them and give them all everything they need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, beyond this, we get a little, like, a bunch of little scenes that show what happened with Mike. Them trying to track him down. And Mike slowly becoming a villain, even though he thinks he's a hero. Yep. And we learn about Project Centipede, uh, which is apparently another attempt to make a Captain America because we haven't had enough of those. <laughs> but it's also mixed with this Extremis. Yeah, from Iron Man 3. Yeah, which is weird because in Iron Man 3, Tony proved that he could fix Extremis. So when Mike's about to explode in the end of the episode, I don't know why they didn't contact him. Because Colson even mentions that he's a consultant and now Sky is too. Yeah, and I had the same thought, but it's it's like really unclear how much they know about Tony and his involvement with Extremis, and it's really unclear if this is for sure happening after all of that, because if it is, how did they even get Aldrich Killian's Extremis? Like, I don't know. All of these details are a little hazy and weird. Yeah, I mean, my thinking is it's after Iron Man 3, because they know what Extremis is, and they know about it because of Iron Man 3. But that's the end of that. I don't know. I'm betting the research got, like, stolen when Aldrich Killian got caught. I think it's explained later in the season when they go more into detail with the Centipede project, but I can't remember. Well, apparently Simmons is smart enough to uh, cure it like Tony is. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Tony isn't, like, a biology person, so him solving Extremis already is a weird stretch. But I don't like that other people could do it when it was supposed to be him being special. And everyone else has been trying to make Extremis work. Well, aim. I I agree. <laughs> I agree that it's weird when this girl who made Extremis and who was supposed to be super smart couldn't solve it, but Tony was, like, the only person who could figure it out. And now Simmons can, but at the same time, on S.H.I.E.L.D., Simmons also seems to be that super smart person that's, like, smarter than everyone else. Yeah, but it was also mixed with, like, Captain America Super Soldier Serum or something. So it was, like, a hodgepodge of all sorts of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, well, one other thing I wanted to talk about is before the finale with Mike Peterson in the train station, Mike captures Sky, and Sky begins deleting his identity, and she shows that she has she has done this before because she deleted her own identity. So again, there's hints at Sky's mysterious past, and we don't know much about her or her name or why she's like that. For sure. And then we get the super intense scene of Mike taking Sky and using her as a hostage in the train station, and how he's going to explode if they don't kill him or fix him in the next couple hours. Uh, and then they have an, a a callback to Captain America, which I enjoyed when he was like, he was like, I'm not like that other guy. It matters who I am inside. I'm like, <laughs> was that a callback to Captain America? I didn't even think about that. It, it sounded like it. Cause it was exactly like how Hydra had red skull because he was bad. And then cap they was good. So he was oh. made better. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. But they managed to cure him. 
and yeah. Well, I really quickly I wanted to say Colson talked talked him down, but as they were doing that, Ward shot him in the head with a trank gun. For one, they want to lead you to believe that Ward did it on purpose with a real gun because Ward is trigger happy. But then it's like, oh, cool. No, he worked with Fitz and Simmons with the Trank gun. And it's all cool and good to go. But it was still really aggressive. <laughs> and that would do a lot of damage to someone sniping them in the head. They'd still get a concussion. And it clearly also pierced his skin. That's. I feel like <laughs> there's other ways they could have handled that. Probably, but this created dramatic suspense, so... <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, yeah. It it did take away... Or it felt like it took away a little of his choice, I suppose. Yeah. Because he was, like... <laughs> he was, like, about to decide to do the right thing, and then they just snipe him, but... Eh, it, it is still... It is still good. I'll accept it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they bring him off to a safe house, and then... I like how the episode ends with Coulson and Sky and Lola, and Coulson gives her an ultimatum on whether or not the join shield, and then they drive away in Lola, who can fly, which is a cool callback to the flying car that Howard Stark made in Captain America. I think that was a fun way to end the episode. I did not even think about that. Was that, was it like the same thing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the background behind it is after Howard Stark invented that car, shield essentially finished it yeah that's that's a cool callback but i agree that that car is really cool and i really like that ending to the episode he's just like we're gonna go for a ride (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so sci-fi but i I love it (laughs) yeah it so all in all this was a good episode i thought yes i agree five stars just kidding we don't give stars yeah, we give letters, but we're not even going to do letters for this. <laughs> yeah, so just so everyone knows, we're going to be giving our letter ratings for entire arcs and entire seasons at the end of the arcs and the seasons. So we will not be rating these episodes individually, but we will yeah. say, I liked it. <laughs> and I liked it. Yeah, that would be way too many ratings and it would become a mess. Indeed. So... Is it time for episode two? Oh, yes, it is. Henry, why don't you tell me what happened? Oh, Trey, you wouldn't believe what's happened on this episode. On this episode, titled 084, the entire team has gathered together in the bus and has flown down to Peru to investigate a mysterious alien artifact that has been found in an ancient temple and is emitting strange radiation that they don't really understand. But once they find the object, they are attacked by rebels, Peruvian rebels who were against the government in a similar way to Sky and the American government in Shield. So so Sky feels for them. But as he's being attacked, she realizes maybe they are the bad people. So her, the rest of the Shield agents, and the Peruvian military who was also there inspecting the artifact escape. In their jet, the bus, whatever you want to call it. On this bus excursion, I mean plane excursion, we find out that it wasn't really the rebels who were evil, it was the Peruvian government that was evil all along. And on the plane, the Peruvian government attacks the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in order to get the artifact. But the new S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who don't really get along yet 
gather together to stop the military and save the day. So, I'm... <laughs> you okay there? Oh yes, I'm fine. That was the most perfect explanation possible, wasn't it, Trey? Um, sure. Yes, thank you, thank you. I know it was I, fantastic. I actually have a little nitpick. Wow, um, okay, what? Tell me. Tell me, Trey. Tell me that I'm not perfect. I wouldn't say the Peruvian government was evil just because it wanted the artifact and didn't Pure want evil. S.H.I.E.L.D. to have it. Pure evil. <laughs> they exploded part of the... Wait, no, they didn't explode part of the plane. That was Sky. <laughs> Technically, it was Fitz. It was a team effort. Yes, it was. Because they're now a team. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the focus of this episode was, now that we've introduced you to all the characters, they don't necessarily like each other, other than Fitzsimmons, because Fitzsimmons always like each other. But the purpose of this episode was to get all of them to actually trust each other and work together, which didn't really make for as strong as an episode as episode one, but it accomplished their goal of making the team work as a team very well, in my opinion. Yeah, to be honest, after how strong episode one was... I thought this episode was a huge, just kind of step down in quality, because the plot wasn't very exciting. The characters, we didn't really get a lot on the characters, and I feel like they could have done this team building through a better plot than what we were given. True, but it still is only season one, so they were still getting to grips with how to make good episodes. Yes, but I feel like this kind of sets the tone for the next episodes, because after episode one, where we, we get all of the plots started that are going to unravel in the season, this episode immediately moves to more of an episodic tale, which is how a lot of the following episodes are, and some of them are good, and some of them are, like, not as good, but I don't know. I think this episode really shows you how the first half of season one is. Yeah, fair enough. I don't really remember a lot of the details of the first season, so it's going to be interesting rewatching all of them. So if you're watching this show for the first time, I do feel like I should say S.H.I.E.L.D. fans don't love season one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the same thing with tons of shows. Like Parks and Rec also, a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't like season one, or I don't know. There's a lot of shows that don't have strong season ones. Or, in retrospect, they aren't, they aren't as good. Like, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones, I'm pretty sure most fans will agree that they're a little slow and not as good as the current, well, current or the end, whatever. But it was a necessary start. Yeah, so just, if you're starting the show right now and you're like, well, this is underwhelming, then I just want to put it out there. A lot of people don't like it until, like, the latter half of season one, around episode 16 or so. Um, when it picks up more so if you don't like it you might want to stick around to that point to see if you actually do start liking it hang in there kid indeed <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i felt the need to say that but i did i felt the inspiration the captain america inside of me needed to come out well now i guess to go into the episode i really like that one of the first things they mention is that the last 084 was thor's hammer yeah that's a great reference that was a Fun reference, yeah. I also like how once they find the artifact, they're like, maybe it's alien. Maybe it's German. Which is right and right. But in in that moment, it's like, what is going on? What is this alien 
Rubik's Cube thing that's causing scary things to happen in this temple and why, and I don't know. Well, the episode also starts with a really off-putting, like, Coulson is dangling out of the plane, and then it goes 19 hours earlier. Oh, I knew when I made some notes about this episode that I was going to forget that it started with the end. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why they did that. That was not necessary. It was not necessary at all, and it was... Uh, it was just kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, I think the episode would have benefited from not having that. I agree. But we get like the whole team's reservations, well, mostly War's reservations about how Sky's a risk and she shouldn't be part of the team, which is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a hacker from an organization that's not with S.H.I.E.L.D. or who's against S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, why are you trusting her, Coulson? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Why Coulson is, like, so intent on having her join when she's completely against their organization? It's not even just her, the entire ragtag group. Like, the only character that makes sense is May. May is his old-time friend, and he's trying to, like, get her back to her old self. Like, maybe Ward to try to make him a better agent, but Fitzsimmons and Sky don't really make sense. That's not true at all. Fitzsimmons are the science part of the group they're the brains behind all of the operations completely necessary no 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 i'm not saying that they're not necessary for like the team and the dynamic of the show but from the perspective of shield as like essentially a spy agency in the beginning of the first episode they made it sound like scientists don't usually go into the field in dangerous areas and it seems weird that fitz and simmons do that I think it makes sense, though, considering they have to analyze all of these objects that, like, might be dangerous and, you know, you have to take your time and all that kind of stuff. I suppose. And Ward also makes sense because he's a super good agent. True. And you want that on the team. So, honestly, I think it's just Sky that doesn't make sense. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> um, do we know why Coulson put together a team? I don't really know. <laughs> He, I think he worked solo before. Yeah, I guess I, I it, that's like something that I realized. I'm like, so I guess he just wanted to put a team together to go on this jet and find the items? <laughs> I don't know, man. He was at Tahiti and it was a magical place. And after he came back, he wanted a team, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I was kinda, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Also, they show off that like Coulson is apparently this like, super devious ex an old spy who like got all the ladies back in the day when we're introduced to camilla the peruvian spy agent commander whatever she is i don't know if we can say he got all the ladies he got this lady i yeah but they're like i don't know they just make it sound like he's that super suave spy back in the day which is really weird because he doesn't seem like that at all yeah he's like a he's like an awkward geek like <laughs> why would, why does Coulson need to be that guy. Why wasn't it Ward? I agree. <laughs> why wasn't it Fitz? I think you know why. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> he probably hasn't ever been to Peru, especially since he was freaking out in the woods. Jungle. He probably's never been with a woman. Just kidding. I don't know, actually. I'm sure he's been with a woman. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think so, to be honest. <laughs> really? Science first, women later. um anyways (laughs) i don't i don't think there's a lot to say about this episode there's the peruvian police who interrupt them they they all go on the plane together to like figure out as i covered in my brilliant summary yeah to figure out what's gonna happen with the item 
Well, there's also... Everyone also learns about May being the Calvary, which is a legend among S.H.I.E.L.D. of this agent who was able to do something unbelievable all on her own, which isn't really elaborated yet. This is true. And after they all get betrayed and are tied up, we see them working together as a team as they weren't able to do in the beginning. And... Well, I also thought it was interesting that Fitz and Simmons didn't already know that May was the Calvary, but I think that was mainly just for the audience's perspective. I think it's also to establish that apparently people in general don't know who May is and who the Cavalry is. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been since that incident and how long she's been like an office worker. I don't either, but interesting loose ends to tie up later. Yeah, Uh, one more funny reference to the movies is that Coulson says that Camilla, the Peruvian leader, gave them a common enemy, which was like Loki, when he formed the Avengers, essentially, by killing Coulson. Yeah, it's true. I didn't even think about that as a tie to the movie. Yeah, it was like totally the same thing. It's crazy. References. So many references in early S.H.I.E.L.D. So many references! Yep. Also, at the end, I mean, I don't know if you have anything to say about the middle, but... (laughs) Well, I wanted to say, early on in the episode, they show the team fighting a lot, and then they show them all saving the plane together without Coulson, because Coulson was captured separately. Yep. And Ward has this moment at the end where he suddenly likes Skye and decides that he wants to be her SO, which... I'm not really sure if this is supposed to be, like, shown as romantic at this point. When they're drinking together, I feel like it's hinting towards that slowly developing. Yeah, I feel like they tease it, but it's not explicit. It's, like, questionably subtextual or not. I don't know. Well, we'll find out soon if it develops or not. I suppose we will. And they also show Skye getting a text from the Rising Tide, and she's like, I'm in all secretly deviously deviously oh man maybe she isn't to be trusted maybe she's not a member of the team anymore maybe she's trying to infiltrate and be evil what a butt face i can't even believe her i know oh my god though we also see the slingshot which apparently shoots dangerous weapons into space and after seeing everything they were doing with phase one in avengers It seems kind of weird that they would just shoot this Hydra weapon into space. Is that what they did? That's what the slingshot is. It just shoots things into the sun, or at least into space. They said something about the Lagrange points, but I don't remember if it was supposed to make the item stay in the Lagrange points, which is a physics thing. Don't worry about it. It just, it'll stay in space if you hit there, or go to the sun so it gets destroyed. I don't know, but Sky... I I know Sky mentioned it, like, why would you get these items just to destroy them? So I guess we're supposed to take it that they're being destroyed. Yep. Also, after the whole episode's over, and Fury comes to Coulson on the plane, and is like, what did you just do? I just gave you this brand new awesome jet, and you explode a hole into the side of it. Really? You better make it exactly how I had it before. And... (laughs) And he's like, no fish tanks or anything weird like that. And Coulson's like, oh yeah, sure, of course. We wouldn't do anything like that. Then as soon as Fury walks away, he's like, yo, we're going to have to cancel the fish tank. That's hilarious. I love that. It was. (laughs) Though you mentioned it so nonchalantly that Fury made an appearance. Oh yeah, Fury made an appearance. (laughs) We got Uh, a cameo from Nick Fury and Samuel L. Jackson himself on this TV show. So that was pretty cool. Yes, it was pretty cool. 
And I really like that being the way they wrapped up the episode because it was hilarious. Indeed. And although I didn't like this episode as much as the first one, it did do a really good job of setting up the whole Rising Tide plot, the Calvary backstory plot, and it made the team a team. I mean, did it really set up the Rising Tide plot? All it said, or all we got was a text from Sky saying I'm in. Well, it's it's hinting that the whole Rising Tide thing wasn't just a pilot episode thing. It was something that was going to actually continue and build. Yeah, I just wouldn't consider that setting up. It's just like building a tiny bit. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I don't actually remember the details of the Rising Sky, the Rising Tide plot, but it's cool to see it slowly develop again. And it'll be interesting to be surprised yet again. Yeah, I, I don't even remember what happens in this season with anything <laughs> except, like, the very end, so... <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah, indeed we shall see. All right, so that wraps up the first two episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D., but we do have a couple of announcements before we sign off. We do just want to let you know that... We're going to be taking next week off, and then after that, we're going to move to a bi-weekly release schedule, so they'll be coming out every two weeks instead of every week. And also, we only covered two episodes this time because it was the first two, but next time we'll be covering four episodes, so we're going to cover episode three through six of S.H.I.E.L.D. And from then on, we're going to be doing chunks of three or four episodes. We're just going to split the episodes in a way that keeps them pretty evenly distributed between when movies come out. Because again, we're going through everything in order of release. And it gets really tight with the movies. So if you want to follow and like us on social media, we would appreciate it. Um, you can find us at MarvelousMCU on Facebook and Twitter, at MarvelousMCU Podcast on Instagram, and you can send us an email at MarvelousMCUPodcast at gmail.com. So wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be on iTunes, Google, YouTube, wherever you listen to these kinds of things, please like, review, leave a comment, and we might read it on the podcast, and share with your friends, your family. It's the holiday season. Share the love of the season. Yes, and happy holidays, everyone. And happy new year. And we hope you'll join us next time for episodes three through six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.